Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, God. We we do praise you. We magnify you for a day never, never, never seen before, God, and we thank you. We thank you that we are able, God, to assemble together, Lord, with the life you've given us, Lord, with the uh, with the ears that are attentive today, to uh, be able to come and dine at your table, Lord, and hear thus saith the Lord from the from on high. And I thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity, Lord, to be able to, God, to bring forth your word, God, with power and conviction. And I thank you, Lord. Remove me, Lord Jesus. Step on back and let you have your way, God, today. And I thank you, Lord. Please, Lord, roam the hearts of the listeners, Lord, today, God, Lord, who are uh, inquir inquiring about a word from the Lord today. And God, I pray, Father, please, Lord, touch those spots and those areas. Lord, that need some type of tender, tender, loving care from you today. And so, Lord, I thank you, Lord. Have your way today, Holy Spirit. We, we, we glorify and magnify your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. I'm coming from um, the book of Lamentations, uh, verse uh, chapter 3, verse 22. I'm going to read the KJV first for a reason, and then I'm going to um, go to NIV. To bring it down a little uh, more simpl simplified for you. Okay, it says pretty much it is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. It is the Lord's mercies, KJV, that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Okay, and the NIV reads, <laughs> in my NIV fans, it says because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. Amen. Because, and I'm going uh, to work off of the NIV today. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. Amen. If you could look at your, uh, in, on your Zoom neighbor and say, his mercies, his great love never fails. Amen. His great love Amen. never fails. His great Amen. love never fails. Amen. His great love never fails. I always wanted to say that in church. <laughs> Look at your neighbor. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> all right. Okay. You guys, you ever heard of, Um, I'm quite sure, we all use batteries, correct? Like batteries to put in devices to make them operate. And um, one particular battery uh, of a brand that's pretty, pretty strong is either Duracell or Energizer. Now, the Energizer Bunny in particular, you remember uh, them, them commercials that come on, boom, boom, boom. He beating and he playing, he playing the drums with other competitors. And for some apparent reason, in the midst of the commercial, the other competitors stopped because they ran out of energy. Amen. And um, now we have the uh, the Energizer Bunny where they, they came out with a new copper top battery, which was like a parody to the Doracell Bunny where um, they was mocking them. But now this this new Energizer Bunny um, is was promoted to be able to continue indefinitely, or at least much longer than the similar toys. So basically the Energizer Bunny, um, he, re he received that indefinite power source to keep on going, to keep on going. As you know, in reality now, come on now, you find myself going right back to Home Depot buying more Energizer batteries because they don't last that long. Come on now. <laughs> but the commercial did reach its point to to say that the power source from the engine battery is uh, is definitely indefinite. But I use that to let you know that uh, the power source of God's love is definitely indefinite. Amen. 
it's, it's always there, his love. When I tell you, just as the, the Energizer Bunny used that, that slogan, it says that uh, he keep on going, he keep on going, he keep on going. Now, that's a good indicator to say, I'm going to go buy that battery. But guess what? God's love keep on going, keep on going, keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. I could keep on going saying this. Amen. Until it's to the point where I can't say it no more. But even after that, it's going. God's love is over-consuming. God's love is more than more than you can imagine. I really believe that because um, his love, uh, his love, I don't believe we truly, truly understand it. You know, we, we, we understand it in the fact that in John 3, 16, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, who shall ever perish. Uh, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have ever, everlasting life. Now, I don't believe we know the extent of what it took to do that, to really to, to really have a love that um, was to look down at you and I and say, you know, I love him. And as messed up as 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 um, corruptible as we are. And but yet his love was over. It's still over consuming. There's so much. I, it's, it overflows. And we can't I don't really believe we can understand that. And and that's why it's good to know what what exactly is God's love, and we're gonna find out in um, the book of uh, uh, Lamentations where we find we have uh, Jeremiah the prophet, and where he's at a point now where he's in exile. He's 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 in exile. He was actually overcame. He he actually prophesied during the time of. Um, uh, of several kings, and one was Zedekiah, and 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 during that time of, of of prophesying, he had actually communed and had relationship with God. Him and God talked about some things, talked about what was what was coming, Amen. With the pending doom for uh, Judah because of their ancestral sins and things that they did, but God said, you know, I'm still coming. And yet we find that we find um, we're looking at Jeremiah at a point now where he's look he's at a point where he's looking back. He's looking back at so much that has happened. So many uh how uh, the walls of Jerusalem have been torn down. The people have been pilgrim. The, the city has been pilgrims. They have other nations that came in to set up other king, other kingdoms inside of Jerusalem. And God allowed all of this stuff to come because he told him I was coming. And this this happened generations ago. But yet he experienced he experienced God's wrath. And um, and I was trying to sit, sit there asking myself, um, this made me wonder, you know, um, how could a, a loving God, how can at this moment of affliction, we could say that God love you? How how is it that he how can we find love in a moment of affliction? When you when you uh let me tell you, see Jeremiah, Jeremiah, it was it was interesting because Jeremiah talked with a God Almighty about different things, about you know, uh what was coming and the doom and and, and God's anger and towards uh, a nation that turned their back on him. Amen. Sound like something that we're dealing with right now to this present day, amen. And um Jeremiah, uh, but yet he came to a point where he actually was able to say, it is of the Lord's mercies 
that we are not consumed. Amen. Because his compassions fail not. Now, hold on. Before I get into why he actually came to that point to say that, uh, let me talk about what he actually experienced. Now, I'm talking about even in the midst of affliction, God still loved him. Amen. He still loved this nation, even though they turned their back on him. See, God will chastise those he loved. Amen. He will do it. Okay. And it says this, that God's afflictions had taken their toll on Jeremiah's health. His skin and his flesh were old and wrinkled. Um, um, they were probably old and wrinkled. And his bones were broken, figuratively speaking, of his inner agony. The outward changes were matched by inner bitterness. Jeremiah was broken in body and in spirit. He could not see no way out of his adversity. He was imprisoned and chained, so his freedom was gone. God refused to acknowledge his prayers for help, and all avenues of escape were blocked. Because, listen, he watched, he watched this uh, takeover. He watched this takeover at the period of um, two years. The king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, he came marching in. God told him he was going to raise up a great nation to come and take and take everything that you didn't appreciate. You turned your back on me. So therefore, I'm going to have a man who's strong and his men fear no one that's going to come and take over. And yet Jeremiah watched all of this. He watched the, the city walls tore down. He watched the houses burn. He watched the children and the children being taken over. He watched. He watched children. He watched certain mothers eat their children. He watched. He's seen all of this. He actually um, watched how another king sat. King sat at the gate, the gate of the entry point of Jerusalem and Judah where uh, no one was allowed in there but them. But yet these kings from other nations, Nebuchadnezzar came in and set up shop to take over because of a disobedient nation. Amen. Don't it sound like something going on in America where we're being set up, where uh, something, is, something is really happening? Look yeah. at the prices. Look at the yeah. grocery. Look at the food, the prices. Look at everything that's falling apart by the seams. Is this, is perhaps this is a nation that turned their back on God has America slipped away? Has America look? Listen, I, I found that there are more gay marriages than a little bit. Amen. And then we find our priests today and our pastors who who uh the Lord said to Jeremiah, who at that time these priests and pastors don't even um and priests and uh, lay people don't even know me, and they conducting services. My name is not there, so therefore I have to send my due judgment and wrath. And see, Jeremiah had to experience all of this. He had to experience all of this in the name of love. Amen. But yet he says that it is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail. See, right, watch this. In the midst of all of this, it says that in um uh it says that in Jeremiah and um in Lamentations that um he had a point where his soul, he had to, his soul had to agree because, wait, wait a minute, watch this. There was nothing left of Jeremiah to turn to. God shut him out. But yes, the same one that God talked to, he was his prophet. He shut him out from hearing his prayers. The body went through. I mean, to the point where it was so devastating that for a period of two years, he watched this. He watched this take over, and yet he was going through so much. He was sick in his body, angry, bitter, mad at God to no extent. You ever been mad at God? 
I have. <laughs> I asked him why. Why is this? Why are we dealing with? Why are we dealing with what we're dealing with? Well, okay, individually, personally, have you personally asked God about a situation you was dead in? You was in the midst of a takeover. You was watching yourself plunder. You was watching some people take your take your stuff, take your and getting your way, take your freedom, take your and then, and and then it was times where you couldn't even look up and pray to God and ask Him for His help. You ever been in a, a situation like that? See, that's that's an affliction. That's an affliction by God. See, God good. God is good because he see see he neatly. He see see he told Jeremiah before he actually was born. I I I knew you before you was in your mother's womb. You hear me? But yet, this is the same God put him through such a terrible turmoil, such a terrible separation from him. Amen. And uh, yet, in the name of love. But yet he but yet Jeremiah reached deep down and said, it is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. But see, he reached in his soul. You ever came to a point. See, this this in the in the and I was reading my research. He said this was a pivotal point where you can't go no lower than where you are. You can't go no higher. You can't you can't if the prayer if, if the situation ain't working, the money gone, friends gone. Nobody there. See, they haven't had Egypt coming to help them. They had the nation of Egypt turn their back on them. Said, "Nah, I mean, we, we can't do nothing. With, we can't do nothing with this." See, it was God Almighty that was that was causing this affliction. He told him, "I'm coming. I'm coming because of what your ancestors did." You hear me? They sinned. They, he said two things. They sinned, and not only that, they 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 uh forgot their cistern. You know, your, your sister, when your cup, you find out that it is empty. See, God fills and overflows that thing with goodness and with so many things that we have pleasurable. And so, and it, it we could, I don't even want to talk about the things that he got them does do for us on a day-to-day -day basis. That's talking about your sister and this fool, you know, and when he give you, especially you and God, you know, he'll really give you uh, a tender mercy, his tender mercy love. But when that is gone, but he's saying he was saying this was a nation that turned their back on them where they put more pride in the things that they were building with their hands. Amen. Don't it sound like somewhere we live at where people more where more people more concerned about becoming millionaires and making uh, more money than a God than the government could ever print. They want to make so much. They want to do this. They, you know, these people sin against God and they turned their back. And he, he said, and had you forgot, you forgot that I brought your ancestors back from from the land of Egypt and said, I promised to take you to a land filled with milk and honey. But your ancestors, y'all, some of y'all forgot, forgot how good I've been to you and turned your back. You know, at times we have did that. We have turned our back on us. See, let me tell you something. See. Our love is conditional. Our love is conditional. Isn't that true? Let you do something good for me and keep doing something good. Man, I love you. You hear me? I love you because you, 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 you pretty. I love you because you cute. <laughs> you hear me? Superficial things. See, God, see, we love, um, we love mer mercurial, meaning it's, it's like a, you know, like a, a barometer based on if it's a good feeling, you know what I'm saying? If it's a good feeling, then you know I'm gonna love you. You doing something you ain't never did nothing for me. I, how can I love you? See, that's that's that conditional love. See, God has unconditional love for us. Amen. It seems that the love. All right, here's an example. 
um, the love that parents have for their children is as close as an unconditional love as we'll probably ever understand in terms of how God loved us. Amen. We would like, you know, how you love your kids. Your kids can. I'm telling you, your kids there. If you look at certain murder cases, um, certain people did some of the heinous crimes. Guess who's still there? Mamas. Mama loved a child beyond anything wrong, anything they ever did. That's the, that's unconditional love. That's the closest that we as uh, human beings going to ever understand what uh, uh, what God's uh, uh, eternal love meant. You hear me? And um, because our love doesn't stop when we don't feel we uh, that we had the love for them. This is similar to God's love for us. But as we shall see, God's love transcends the human definition of love to a point that is hard for us to comprehend. In 1 John 4, 8, it says, anyone who does not love does not know God. Amen. Because God is love. And, and um, back to my point. Uh, see, even in affliction, how can you see? How can you see and feel God? How can you know that the God love you in affliction? You know, how can you how can you how can you fathom? How can you understand it when he even said that he blocked Jeremiah's prayer? and He was his prophet that he called. He didn't hear him. So how can how can where's that love? I don't see it. I don't see it in the midst of me going through this, this tumultuous times I'm in right now. Amen. And John, John, John 6, 316, again, I'm going to read this again. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So, so one way God defines love is in the act of giving. However, what God gave, or should we say who God gave, was not a mere gift wrap, was, was not a mere gift wrap, was not a mere gift wrap present. God sacrificed his only son so that we who put on our faith in him, in his son, will not spend eternity separated from him. Amen. So this is an amazing love because we are the ones who chose to, we are, because we are not the ones who chose to reject God, yet it is God, um, Matter of fact, hold on. It is we are the ones that chose to reject God. Yet it's God who amends the separation through His intense personal sacrifice. All we have to do is accept His gift. Amen. So let me tell you, it, it, we we was at a point where we didn't we didn't know Him. We didn't know Him. See, this leads me to my uh, point of um, a positional love. See, God, um, God seen and looked down and seen our separation from Him. You know, he wanted us, he wanted rightful fellowship back with us, you know, and because he did that, right, he got a right to put you through some affliction. He got a right to take you through the valley of the shadow of death so you can appreciate his goodness, appreciate the salvation of the Lord. Amen. See this in each and every one of our trials we go through. He just want to find you. He wants you to grow a little closer to him. He want to he want to find you. He want to find you right where you at. And see, this is the love I'm talking about. It keeps on going. It keeps on going and going beyond the Energizer Bunny. It keeps on going. It keeps on going. How can it go in the midst of affliction? How can this love continue in a, a time where God allowed these people to come in and take everything away and then take us to a foreign land in exile? Amen. But yet Jeremiah was able to agree with his soul that his mercies are new every day. Amen. Morning by morning, they are new every day. See, God, even though you at your lowest, he ain't never stopped loving you. He ain't gonna never stop loving you. 
you in trials and tribulations, he ain't gonna never stop loving you. You in a situation you don't understand. Pastors always say, lean not to your own understanding, but put your trust in him. You're not gonna know. See, that's his love. His love work in the midst of darkness. Mm. Amen. Okay. Found in um Romans 5 8, but God commended his love. And this see, see, this he's, this explains the positional love. God committed his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In the verse in John 3, 16, we find no conditions placed on God's love for us. God doesn't say, as soon as you clean your act up, I'll love you. He does say, I'll sacrifice my son if you promise to love me. In fact, in Romans 5, 8, we find just the opposite. God wants us to know that his love is unconditional. So he sent his son, Jesus, to die for us while we are yet still unlovable sinners. We didn't have to get clean. We didn't have to make the promises to God before we could experience his love. His love for us has always existed. Because of that, he did all that giving and sacrificing long before we were even aware that we needed his love. Amen. See, that's what I'm saying. Positional love. Okay, because we're positioned in Christ, you can go through your little storms. Amen. You can go to a point where, um, see, let me tell you something. Uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah resented God. He he did. He 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 experienced all the uh, human emotions of uh, problems, of of uh, being mad. You know, hating what what he what he did. You know, you I'm mad at you because what you did to me. You know, all right. Speaking personally, I went through a situation. Looking back, um, when I was at a barbershop for 14 glorious years, a barbershop I despised. I despise the people that came in there. I even despise my the barbers that I work with. I just, as much as I love my brother-in-law, I despised him. <laughs> but that's my man today. <laughs> um, see, let me tell you something. See, see, the Lord loved me a long time ago. He did. He just like he loved all of y'all a long time ago. But yet he allowed me to go through that transitional period of separation from him in the midst of not separated from him, but in a, in, a, in, a, in a sense where um, he had to work on my bad attitude. He had to work on some things that was foul in the front of his, in the midst of his, in the sight of his eyes. He knew that I was short-tempered. He knew that I didn't care and had no mercy and compassion and love for my fellow man. I could care less. Amen. And then I was told, Pastor Charrington always told me, did you, did you bring some donuts into these guys yet? <laughs> like, donuts? <laughs> How about some bullets? You know, you see, my attitude was messed up in preparation. See, see, God had to get all of this out of me in preparation for his continual love that I need to share for people that, that I have yet to even see, that, that I have yet to know that I would come across pathways to share the gospel to. Let me tell you something. Another example was who experienced that too was the, the crossover from Jeremiah, Jonah, the prophet Jonah. God told him one day, bam. I need you to go to um, Nineveh. He went, bam, I'm going to Tarshish. I ain't going to see them people. <laughs> he hated them people. He hated them, you know? But yet you had to go through the valley of shadow of darkness and to be in the well of a belly and for you to find out God's precious love. Amen. You hear me? Even in affliction, Jonah found out. Amen. And once he finally got his um tired of being in the intestines of a uh, of a huge great well and came out looking like a monster from the deep, he he went finally went and, and, and professed that 
you prepare you the way for the Lord. And the people, he, the king of um, Nineveh decided to, to uh, uh, repent and put his put sackcloth and ashes on and told everybody we doing, we get, we gonna uh, turn from our evil and wicked ways and believe God through the man of God. Amen. See, but that's guess what though. See, in the midst of Jonah's affliction, he found God's love. See that position, that positional, because God knew you and had plans and uh, uh, um, he called you and had plans for you. He needs you to have. He needs you to put on the Lord Jesus. Really put it on. Not, I, I mean, walk in, walk in the attributes of love, walk in the fruits of the spirit. You can't, you can't um, win nobody to Christ until you have this love. You have this love that this non-failing, non compassionate love that God is talking about. See, he positioned his love. See, God loves affliction. See, had I not known in the scriptures, it says, had I not known affliction, I would not have known to keep your commandments. Amen. So God loved us. Amen. He loved us. God chastened, he chastised Judah for sins and transgressions of the priests and the prophets from the past, as I mentioned before. Amen. He he chastised, he chastised them to the point where a future, a future a generation in Judah will realize and, and find and see this passion and not and see this um the passion and everlasting love of God Almighty. Amen. Jeremiah had to taste that. He had to taste and not only taste, but feel. The anguish, feel the the separation, the darkness, feel the the um the hatred, feel the um of a loving God that 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 talk with you, and to be separated from you, and the and and and, and be in the um and be in this cocoon, Amen. You know, see, but God has a God God sees further than us. He sees further than you down the line. Right now, Agape, God got God got some plans for uh fifteen. And um, Allegheny, amen. There's some people. There, are, matter of fact, there are a lot of people that need to come to Jesus. That God been waiting for a very, very long time. That these people have yet to see, uh, yet to see their grandmamas, great grandmamas' prayers for this area. So we we are being prepped through affliction. We've been through a lot of affliction in our church, and I don't need to list those things because you know what they are. You know what they are. But yet we can honestly say we can agree in our soul that God mercies are new and our compassions. They fell not. They are new every day. Amen. They renewed in us every day. Amen. How you know you? How can you? How you know God's love when you see it? You know, see, a lot of y'all don't even know that he love you through affliction. <laughs> but how do you see it? How do you really see it other than affliction? You know, number one, he did create you. He did create you. Amen. I was reading um in the book of Jonah when Jonah um was on a boat, they they cast lots for who God they said they prayed when the storm got loud. <laughs> they prayed and said, Pray to your God, whoever your God is. And let's find out uh you know why this is came about. So it came down to Jonah. Jonah found and they asked, so they came to him, yo, who are you? Where are you from? And he told him, I'm the God that made, I'm from the God that made heaven and earth. Amen. You need to recognize God's creation. Amen. You need to recognize. See, he created you. And Psalms 139 says, He knew you before you were born. He knit you together in your mother's womb. You were planned way before you ever existed. God put thought and care in your design. Amen. So Know that he created you. Know that he created you in his in his um infinite love. I don't know why he did that. I mean, I'd love to ask him one day when I get before him, like you know, really get before him and say, Why why you even ever created us? Look how bad we are. 
Look how we are. Remember last week we found that there is no love that's even in us to love. There was never no love in us. But it, but yet, you know, God first put that love in us. You know, it's not in us. So, um, and guess what? Also, too, this is how you recognize God's love. He, he gave you a Bible. <laughs> you know how many people don't read? <laughs> you don't know how, how many people don't read the uh read the words of God and know that when you're reading it, okay, well, you know, you could pick, you could if you settled on what version you want to read, you pick a version, but read it. Watch this. Okay, John 10, 10 says that God wants you to have a rich and satisfying life. It's hard to know what that looks like today. So many people saying so many different things and arguing about what is right and wrong. Second Timothy three says, we know that what is right and wrong, good and evil by reading God's word. He gave you the Bible so you can know the truth, hope and promises he offers and have the tools you need to live the best life possible. Amen. See, this is, this is one way of, of experiencing God's love. You know, I hate to, I hate everybody to uh, have to go through affliction. That's a, that's a road card. It's one way. It's a road that is called the hard way, but I call this road the affliction way. See, he got, he gets, that's the best way to get your attention. But he said, he loved you in that. He loved you when he punishes you. I've been through that. I tasted that a few times since I've been a Christian and it's not fun. And you know, you, you can get spanked by your mama or your dad. And like, um, you know, he, he, he way behind out. And that, and then you know what I'm saying? Then he might tell you, go on and get you some ice cream. No, that that's I ain't talking about that. See, God put me through mines a whole year. I went through a whole no 14 years. But then at the towards the end of it, the heat got really turned up. You know, I was mad at him. I almost flipped my car one day. I was so mad at God. I was going around the curve, um, near going near Pastor's house. <laughs> and um, I was so mad at him. I yelled at him. And as I was turning the car, I almost flipped over on two wheels, you know, but he in his kindness flipped me back down. <laughs> then I repented and I said, I'm sorry, <laughs> but this hurts. This hurt what I'm going through. I don't like it, you know, but yet his, his compassions and mercies fell not, you know, he going to love you regardless. He going to love you. He going to love you wherever y'all are at. Each one of us got a different pathway and a, a road to take where that you'll see his love his everlasting love that keeps going that keeps going that keeps going that keeps going every turn you take right every direction you make every decision you take you make in your mind he loved you his love is there in the midst of your mind and your heart so you can't escape it amen guess what he is jealous over you mm. Mm. can you believe god almighty is jealous yeah Think about when someone gets jealous in a relationship. It is when the other person is giving their affection to someone else. <laughs> when you love someone, you want their affection to be toward you alone. God is no different. He loves us so much and wants our affection and our worship. Our love to be the only is to be only to him and no other gods or idols. We, we all got them. We all got our idols, y'all. We do. We do. We do. See, um, God had to go and destroy and tear down the idols because um, in Judah and Jeremiah's time that he was um, um, prophesying prophesied during the time of um, um, Zedekiah, you know, he seen this. He seen he seen the time of Josiah. He seen he seen the steer step ways of the kings that turned their back, worshiping on high hills, other idols and gods. See, God wasn't having that, you know. 
And and we we do it now. We do it now. But see, but it wasn't for his mercy and his ever his uh his his day-to-day um his new mercies that we are not consumed. It's because of his his mercies in Christ, you know, going to sit on the right hand of the fellowship of God right now, sitting there, you know, and every time we he God see this nonsense he do, Jesus got this to show him his hand. Hope oh, I die for that. I die for that. You know, he's covered, you know. And, 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 and you know something? He, he even said that when Israel sinned first, the nation of Israel sinned first, he said, I even accept if they come back and um, ask for forgiveness, I'll forgive them. But then they sister Judah, which is during the time of um, Zedekiah, they went a whoring too. They went a whoring too. God said, that's enough. That's enough. You know, and I've, I've been good to them. I brought them a mighty long way. He brought all of us a mighty long way. I don't want to talk about each and every one of y'all, you know, because y'all all know, y'all all know how far God took you. It's like this, so this, see, that's why I look back, right? Look back. Sometimes, you know, this week, just take take your time and, and count and, and, and see the times where you you was up and the times you was down, and you must agree in your soul that the hope. That, listen, I don't care how bad uh, Jeremiah went. Jeremiah seen experienced some things that. He said all he had in him was his hope, his hope, his hope is in it was in the Lord. Amen. And uh, it was nothing else. He can't pray. He can't buy nothing. He can't do nothing. He no friends. He, 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 he snatched from his home. That hurt him to see the walls of Jerusalem burned down. He said, yeah, I hated it. And um, that's all he had. That's all he had. But see, that's what that's all of us. I don't care what we go through in the midst of sickness. You got hope. There's a hope in you. You know, see, he, that's what I'm saying. We all got a pivotal point when you come and say, I must my soul agree that the Lord is new mercies uh, every day. That's why, you know, that ain't a slogan. That ain't no that ain't no something you just, you know, you you just like this a church thing. That's a real thing. When you could say your his mercies are new every day, every day. And his compassions fell of knots. Keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on going. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And guess what, y'all? He want a he really he want a real relationship with you. Relationship with you. He wants a real intimate, Pastor G, relationship with us. This been hammered into us over and over again. There are so many places you see he wants a relationship with you in the Bible. Watch this, Jeremiah thirty-three three, where he says he will answer us when we call to him. Watch this in Romans thirteen fourteen, where. Where we are instructed to clothe ourselves with the presence of Jesus. The 13, uh, Romans 13, 14 says, where we are instructed to clothe ourselves in the presence of Jesus. In Colossians 26, 6 through 7, we are encouraged to continue to follow him. Don't leave Jesus. We are continue to we are encouraged to continue to follow him. Hebrews 4 16 tells us we can come boldly to the throne. That's prepared for us. So why are we not there? John 10, 14 is where Jesus explains that he is the good shepherd and that his sheep know him and he knows his sheep. It's a relationship. Amen. I think I understand most about his desire for me to have a relationship with him in John 15, 5, where he tells us to remain in him and he will remain in us. And it is only together that we can produce much fruit. Amen. Only way we could produce much fruit. Okay. All right. We instructed now. 
All right, I'm trying to prevent y'all from going through affliction. <laughs> but it, but guys, God said it's coming. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this this word. I'm the first partaker. So mom, you know, I done been through some times where you know I I couldn't wait to get out of that. You know, I, I remember when it was so bad. It was so bad when I couldn't call on, on to no one. I couldn't call on to no one. I couldn't even call a pastor. I couldn't call. It, it was so bad. Well, I asked him. I said, okay, you know something? I confess that sin today. I know I was wrong. I tried to get out of it because the heat was so hot. He ignored me. Don't, didn't nobody understand it. But that road called affliction, whew, it's no joke. That affliction road is no joke. This is what you do. You love yourself. While there will always be areas of your life where you will need to grow, allowing God's love to transform the way you view yourself is essential. When we choose to respect and value ourselves, we choose to honor God. Amen. Create habits that nourish your mind, your body, and your spirit. Ask God to show you how he sees you. That's a deep question. Set aside time to rest in God's presence. Love your neighbor. That's 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 pretty much other than outside of your next door neighbor. Your neighbors, everybody you will come across. Amen. Everybody you come across. Pray for people in your life. That's see, this is the love of God. This is this, this is this ongoing, 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 ongoing love. See, they'll see your they'll see your love when they out in the streets, they'll see your love. Amen. Serve someone with your time, your talent, and your finances. Amen. Be quick to listen and to forgive. You hear that? Be quick to, to listen and forgive. Hold on one second. Be quick to listen and forgive. That's a hard one to do, but it's love. That's that's love, you know? That's love. Um, had a gentleman come in this week. Um, the guy been working on him for a long time. Him and his brother. Um, told me his uh, grandfather. His grandfather died the other day. No, last three weeks ago. And then... His mama died two days ago. And um, he didn't want nothing to do with God. And I was like saying to myself, and I've been giving him tracks and praying, praying. He let me pray with him and everything. I said, God, what is it? I said, what are you going to do? Who are you going to turn to? He said, I don't know. But I was glad, you know, that I was there, you know, to talk to him, pray with him. If they don't see the love of God in you, who would they see in? Who would they see the love of God in if they don't see it in you? See, God, that's that. See, that's some, that's what I'm saying. That preparation for an affliction, afflicted time in you, it's for a re, it's for your reason, it's for for your reason, no, for God's reason, but you're good. See, 
Real quick, let me jump over to Jonah. See, Jonah was still, even though he prophesied and allowed God to uh, use him to minister to the Ninevites, and um, even God, it was so hot when he he Jonah took a seat as he was in the movie theater. Watch God say, "I'm a, go ahead, God, tear him up, tear the city down." He hated them, but he said then when God took away the the little shade, a tree that He created for him just for overnight, and he was hot again and angry. And it was worried about the tree, but God was worried about future generations in Nineveh, 144,000 that have yet to have fingers and toes. They even yet to come to know him. That was his love. See, God sees further than us. His love conquers a multitude of sins, correct? Scripture says that. Now, When Jesus was on the cross, he asked God, "Why are you forsaken me?" This is a communion moment. This is this is a a Good Friday moment. Why are you forsaken me? Even though even though prior he said, "Nevertheless, nevertheless, thy will be done," but he was on that cross. And anguish, pain, we will never understand. Bleeding everywhere. People looking on, la laughing at him. His disciples, nowhere to be found. But their mother down at the bottom, loving him, regardless. But yet, his love. No greater love than man adopt for his friends. See, God, even though he felt like he abandoned him in the a, in a midst of darkness and affliction, God's love who looked to the future. You know, you know how many people you meet they don't believe in God. They don't want no relationship with him. They don't know him. They, they said, I believe in something else. And it is God sent his son. He prepared a way for us, man, that we won't burn burn forever and be eternally separated from him. Why they don't believe that? And then when, and you know, it's sad to hear every other week a Muslim die. I hear a Muslim die. And then, and then I heard one Muslim young man died and a little boy was in the car and he had a son and his son asked the question, did my dad know Jesus? See, Jeremiah lamented. See, this, in the book of Jeremiah, these five chapters, it was called funeral songs. Dirt, it was called dirges, but they were really interpreted as funeral songs. It was a point of, of it, it was because of the affliction that God put on them. And then, and then God, God loved, loved them through the affliction to get them to a point where they can, they can call upon him and see that he loves them. God loves us. His love is, is everlasting. It really is. You got to, you, you keep living. You'll see. <laughs> keep living. I'm glad to be alive in Christ than to be separated from him. Then go through problems and don't understand. 
why am I going through this? You going through this because of because uh, uh, the guy who loves you, he loves you from the beginning to the end. Thank God for that. In closing, my soul have been still in remembrance and is humbled in me. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fell not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion. Save my soul. Therefore, will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him. To the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look to the Lord.